Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about some strategies to deal with pools that are heavy chemical users. Everyone has these pools on your route, or you may run into them once in a while. The pool just seems to be a beast when it comes to the amount of chlorine you're adding, and maybe sometimes the amount of muriatic acid you have to add each week to balance the water. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open 7 days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. Not uncommon to have outlier pools where the chemical use seems to be off the charts compared to your other pools. There's always a few of these that somehow end up on your route. And, you know, besides getting rid of these pools, which sometimes is the ultimate solution, there are ways to offset the high chemical usage. Sometimes it's very seasonal and sometimes it's area dependent. But a lot of times the pool itself has some underlying issues, which cause it to be a pool that uses a lot of chlorine and in some cases a lot of muriatic acid. And not all these pools have common characteristics. So sometimes it's a head scratcher of why that pool is using so much chlorine up. The obvious ones that use a lot of chlorine are the ones that have heavy usage. And this is pretty normal for commercial pools. For residential pools where they have a lot of where they have a high bather load, you're going to go through a lot more chlorine. It's just the natural cycle of chlorine fighting all the gunk that's in the water from bathers, you know, and it's one of those things where you're going to just have to keep the pool chlorinated at a high level. Sometimes a saltwater generator solves that problem for a residential pool. Sometimes at a commercial pool, of course, you need to have a chemical feeder of some type to supply chlorine all the time. And depending on the size of that commercial pool, a saltwater generator may also be a viable solution for that problem. But the heavy bather load is something that you know of, and so you can kind of offset that by adding more chlorine to the pool before the pool is being used, or of course having a lot of chlorine being introduced to the pool why it's being used if you have a feeder or a saltwater generator. The other pools that are kind of a mystery are the pools that don't really have a high bather load. No one's really using them, but you notice that you're putting a lot of chlorine in the pool. There are some environmental factors to be aware of. For instance, in the peak of summer, you have a high UV index, which means that the chlorine, even with the cyanuric acid protecting it, it's still going to burn off at a faster rate. There's all different research out there, but I would say that the chlorine will last about five times longer in the pool with the proper cyanuric acid level protecting it. But when the UV index is really high, that probably drops down to maybe two or three times. And so in those cases, you're going to have a lot of chlorine usage because it's just really hot. The water's hot, the UV index is high, and the chlorine is going to be used up much faster. That can't be avoided if this is something that happens again when you're at the peak of the season. If you're losing chlorine and it's not the peak of the season, 
that it could be some underlying problems. One of those could be that the cyanuric acid level is just way too high for the free chlorine level in that pool. What are some acceptable cyanuric acid levels? I would say that once you start getting above 100 parts per million and you're edging towards 150, then you may want to consider a partial drain of that pool to bring it down. And I think keeping a higher cyanuric acid level sometimes is good, but keeping a too high of a cyanuric acid level is not as good. And I'll explain that just a little bit here. Basically, the cyanuric acid level in the pool will protect the chlorine up to that level. It's kind of a rule of thumb. So if you have a cyanuric acid level of 50 parts per million, then a chlorine level of 5 parts per million will be protected from that 50 parts per million. But if you add more chlorine and bring it to 8 parts per million, that chlorine is not protected by that cyanuric acid level any longer. So if you wanted to keep your pool at 8 parts per million all week long, you would need 80 or 90 parts per million of cyanuric acid in the water. And if you follow anything that Bob Lowry had put out there about cyanuric acid and free chlorine levels, you know that he has a formula of 7.5%. So whatever your cyanuric acid level, the free chlorine level daily needs to be at 7.5% of the cyanuric acid level. So if you have your cyanuric acid at 80 parts per million, you're going to need 6 parts per million of free chlorine in that pool each day to prevent any kind of problems with the chlorine zeroing out or algae forming in that pool. So that's something that you should keep in mind when you set your cyanuric acid level. The free chlorine level is important and it correlates directly with how much cyanuric acid is in the water to make that effective. So I always like to have more cyanuric acid in the pool than less in the pool in my area because we do have those hot days and we do have a lot of chlorine usage because of the fact that the pools get used a lot in Southern California. So having a higher cyanuric acid level means you can have a higher chlorine level that's protected by that. Now when you get in the 200 or 300 range of cyanuric acid, it becomes a problem. It becomes a problem because the chlorine is less effective. Now you can argue that with the cyanuric acid level of 200 parts per million, it's going to protect the free chlorine level at a higher level. Therefore, you won't need to be shocking the pool because you can maintain a really high free chlorine level and it's not going to really affect the bathers because most of that chlorine is locked up inside cyanuric acid and it's not free chlorine at that time that they're swimming. And it's a pretty good argument and a lot of people call this the old school method of pool care. You know, we used to just load up the floaters and the chlorinators with tablets in the summer and then worry about the high cyanuric acid level after the winter and you just keep adding more and more trichlor to the pool, building up the cyanuric acid level to higher levels, and the chlorine level stays pretty steady in those pools. And this is a valid argument, and I can't argue against the fact that having a pool like this, you can manage it, and it's not a big problem out there. It's probably not the best way to manage the pool, and probably not the most cost-effective way to do pool service, just loading it up with trichlor tablets. You have other effects, of course you have the fact that the pH may drop pretty low in those pools if you overload them with tablets because the pH in those tablets is pretty low. But I think the best way to maintain the pool is to keep the cyanuric acid from creeping over 150 parts per million, keep it below 100 parts per million, and keeping it above 50 parts per million is probably more ideal, especially in those pools where you're having problems maintaining the chlorine level. So the cyanuric acid level does have effect on the pool's chlorine level because if it's at, let's say, 100 parts per million, and you're trying to keep only 3 parts per million of chlorine in there, it's going to drop down to zero pretty rapidly because, again, I mentioned that, you know, there's a certain percentage that Bob Lowry came up with 
with the free chlorine being effective at a certain rate of the cyanuric acid level. So if you have a cyanuric acid level of 100 parts per million, you're going to need to maintain about 8 parts per million of free chlorine in that pool. And if you're not, and you're maintaining 2 or 3 parts per million, that'll drop down to zero very rapidly. So one solution for pools that, of course, are not holding chlorine or using a lot of chemicals is to raise the free chlorine level up to kind of match that ratio to the cyanuric acid. And sometimes that's just enough to solve the problem with that particular pool, keeping a higher chlorine level in that pool day-to-day on a daily basis solves that problem. Other things that may cause the pool to be a big chemical hog is something in the water that's causing algae to grow. And you may not be able to see a lot of this algae growth. I really recommend that if you're working out in the field, that you get some polarized sunglasses. Now the polarized sunglasses are used by fishermen and they really cut the glare of the sun off the water. So what I like to do is to spray the the surface with about a 10 to 1 part soap to water mixture. Tile soap works really well. The Aero tile, Tile Soap works really well for this. And then with the polarized sunglasses, you can actually see the surface of the water much clearer. And you can see algae that you may not be able to see without these polarized sunglasses on the side of the pool or the bottom of the pool. And I think they're really like almost like a superpower when you're using them out there to spot algae in the pool. But there may be some microalgae. And Polarex, Fred from Polarex talks about this all the time, about microalgae forming in the pool. This is algae that you can't see. And it's not some kind of sales gimmick where there's like clear algae in the pool. And I mentioned in another podcast, there was uh, one of my root members, there was another pool company that was there to do some work. And they're like, hey, your pool has clear algae in there and your pool man's not doing a good job. This is not like a sales gimmick to sell Polarex or sell any kind of chemicals. But there really is a case for microalgae in the pool. And there are certain situations where the balance of the water, you know, the chlorine may just be enough to keep this algae from exploding. And you can see slight evidence of this maybe in the step area or sometimes in the spa, you'll see a little bit of algae, that's yellow algae that's visible, mustard algae that's visible. But in most cases, you don't see the full algae bloom until, of course, it gets too late and then it actually blows up. But you may run into a situation where there is this algae problem that's kind of lingering in the pool, causing the chlorine to be used up. In that case, you can do one or two things or both things might be successful. You can test for phosphates and see what they're at. But you can just do a phosphate treatment in the pool. Now, this is not something that I would say every pool needs. But I would say using a phosphate treatment, using the maintenance dose sometimes is just enough to get rid of the phosphate problem. Doing a full phosphate phosphate treatment may be necessary depending on the reading of the phosphates. Based on that, you would look on the particular product and it will give you a guideline based on how much phosphates are in the water. And the test will indicate the phosphate level in parts per billion and then you would treat it accordingly. The Pooler X is also a great way to offset the algae, the microalgae. It will kill all that and it doesn't really matter what the phosphate level is because there's a copper element inside there that's really effective. You can also add borates to the pool. Borates are a good way to inhibit algae growth. They're a natural algistat, which means algae has a hard time forming in the pool. And you can get boric acid powder, sometimes at your supplier, sometimes online. And this is a great product to add to pools. If you're having trouble maintaining chlorine in certain pools, then this may be the solution. So some type of enhancer really helps in these pools where the chlorine level seems not to be holding. And algae might be the cause of that. Now, there is something that's even worse than algae in the pool, 
It has to pool with nitrates, and this happens in certain areas, and I've had it happen in my area. I have no idea how the nitrates got in the pool. It's one of those things where it's a mystery. I know this is a problem in some parts of Arizona also, but once the pool has nitrates in it and you get a nit- you get the nitrate test strips and you dip it in there and it shows a nitrate level, there's really nothing you can do except drain that water. Now, you can break it chemically, and I've done this before. The problem is the nitrates aren't really eliminated from the water. You've kind of just subdued them. And when I say break it chemically, I mean you're going to put a lot of chlorine in this pool to break it. I'll give you an example. I had a pool on my route. It was about 20,000 gallons of water that had nitrates in it. And I decided to do an experiment to see if I can break the nitrates. So I put, I filled up the floater with tablets. So there are six tablets in the floater. Then I added about two cases of liquid chlorine. And then I, just for good measure, I added five or six pounds of, of calhypo. I went back there the next day and did the same treatment over again. The, the tablets were not fully dissolved yet, but I filled it back up. And I added the same amount of chemicals again the next day. By the following week, I did get a pretty good residual chlorine reading, and I think I successfully broke the nitrates in that pool. But that was a lot of chemicals to do that, and it's probably more cost-effective to drain it because that pool had problems the next season also. It made it through the winter, but the following season it had the same problem with not holding chlorine. So I didn't really eliminate the nitrates, but I did break them so that the pool could hold chlorine. But I would suggest draining a pool if you test it and it has nitrates. And the only way to test that is with a test strip. So if you have a pool that you're just putting boatloads of chlorine in, gallons and gallons of chlorine in every week, then test it for nitrate to see if that's the problem. But sometimes it's just maybe high phosphates with the microalgae being the problem. On the flip side, I'll just touch briefly on the muriatic acid usage if you have a pool that requires a lot of muriatic acid. And I'll also give you some solutions, by the way, at the end for the customer so that you're not losing money on these pools. If you have a pool that's requiring a lot of muriatic acid to balance the pH, it could be one or two problems. One of them could be the fact that the alkalinity is high in that pool. So if the alkalinity is at like 180, 200 parts per million, you want to drop that down to 80 or 90. And that way the pH becomes much more stable. How do you drop that down rapidly? Well, there's a method that you can use. You can use two methods. You can add muriatic acid and you can aerate the pool, which is a little more complicated because then you have to put a maybe a submersible pump with water shooting up. Sometimes you can return, you can turn the return jets upwards. Sometimes you can turn on the water features. Anything that's going to cause bubbles in the pool, basically, you know, the jet action causes aeration and it causes the pH to rise. But adding the, the acid to the pool will lower the alkalinity. Another way to counter this is to add the muriatic acid and then add 20 multine borax to the water. This sounds weird, but it's highly effective. The borax has a really high pH, and I found that by adding the borax to the pool, you're not really raising the alkalinity as much. You know, if you're using like soda ash, you're raising the alkalinity quite a bit. So I don't think that's an effective way to counter the high pH, and you can't really add enough baking soda to raise the pH up. So the 20 mule team borax is a great way to add muriatic acid to the pool and then quickly raise the pH up so that you don't have any problems with the pool. And this may take you know, multiple visits per week, adding a quart or half a gallon of acid, adding some 20 team borax to bring it up. And if you're looking for a chart on how much borax to add to bring up the pH, if you if you download the pool calculator app, there's a borax category there. You can also use the online version for free, but you would just type in your pH level 
and then it'll indicate how much 20 mule team borax it adds to the pool to bring it up. It's a very similar element to the boric acid powder to add borates to the pool. So you are actually adding some borates to the pool with the 20 mule team borax, but it's, it's high in pH. So it's great for balancing a pool that has a very high alkalinity. And if you're using acid to lower that down, which is the only way to really do that, it's a great way to bring the pH back up without affecting the alkalinity too much. Another reason you may have a problem with pH in the pool and arising continuously is a saltwater generator that's producing too much or it's on actually too high of an output. And if you're going to reduce that down from 100% down to 50%, you're going to have a better chance of being able to keep that pH more in balance. And then water features, I mentioned the aeration is a way to raise the pH without raising the alkalinity. If you have a lot of water features in the pool, a big spillway, some you know larger water features and it's causing a lot of the aeration in the water, the pH is going to rise in that pool. So maybe turn those water features off or dial them, dial them down to just the afternoon when the customer wants them wants to see the pool in full action. But this also causes the pH to rise in the pool rapidly. These pools can really drain the budget of your company if you don't address the high chemical uses. So here's a couple things you can do. Number one, you can add an enhancer that I mentioned earlier. PoolRx, you can use a phosphate and enzyme treatment every week. You can also add borates to the pool. The customer should pay for all of that. So anything that you're adding to the pool for an enhancer, have the customer pay for that. And then if they're using a lot of chlorine in the pool, what I like to do, and this is probably not the most cost-effective thing, but visually and optically, it's the best you can probably do in this case, is to get a 25 or 50-pound bucket of CalHypo and have the customer purchase that for you. Now you can mark it up if you want to. I usually sell it to them just about what I pay for it. And then I'll leave that bucket at the pool, and I'm going to use that chemical above any maintenance dose that I may use. So, you know, usually I don't charge them if I have to add a gallon of liquid chlorine to the pool. But if I have to add that and maybe two or three pounds of CalHypo, it's going to be there at the job site, at the account. The customer has paid for that bucket of CalHypo. And then after that one gallon of chlorine, and sometimes you can just bypass that and just use their CalHypo, just add that to the pool. So you're going to add three pounds of CalHypo. The customer pays for that. And that way you're not eating that chemical cost. I like CalHypo because you can visually put that bucket there. Customer sees that they paid for it. You know, gallons of liquid chlorine are good too, but it's a little bit harder to navigate that with the customer and leaving a case here and there. Maybe two or three cases there. It piles up and it's probably a little unsightly. So the bucket of CalHypo is a good solution for that. You charge them for that. You leave it at the site. You add that. When you run out of that, you buy another bucket. They pay for that. And that way you're not eating the chemical cost. Of course, the trichlor tablets is something the customer should be already paying for. So you're using trichlor tablets to help balance the pool. They're paying for that trichlor. You're not paying for it. So you're not losing money there. But this is the best way to offset it is to have the chemical on site so they can see it and you're adding it to the pool. Sometimes you can say, well, I'm going to surcharge you because I'm going to add, you know, you know, 10 extra gallons of liquid chlorine to your pool. The customer doesn't see that. They see the bill. And sometimes you get some pushback like, hey, how do I know you actually added all that to my pool? But with a bucket of CalHypo sitting there or two or three cases of liquid, if you want to go that direction, they'll visually see that at their pool. They're adding it from their chemical supply. And it's one of those things where you're going to have to do that because you can't really absorb that cost. And the same goes for a pool that's using a lot of muriatic acid. Now, you sometimes don't want to leave it there at the stop because they have young children. It's also very corrosive. 
So visually, you can't leave a case there. Although I I do this on occasion, if I know the customer doesn't have kids, and if I know that they're going to be really picky about it, I'll definitely have some kind of visual aid for them. But there's a certain point where you're going to have to charge the customer for extra muriatic acid because it's, it's so expensive that you can't absorb that either. So if they have a saltwater pool that's requiring a lot of muriatic acid, or if they have a pool with water features, just let them know that there's going to be a surcharge for the muriatic acid to keep the pH balanced. You may even want to explain to them why they're using more acid in their pool. You don't have to go into big scientific detail. You can just let them know that because of the saltwater generator, one of the byproducts of the saltwater generator is that it raises the pH in the pool. And then your water features running all day long aerate the water, which raises the pH. And so to counter that, I have to add more muriatic acid to your account than others, and therefore you're going to pay a surcharge for that. Something very basic, but of course explain it to them because you can't just charge them for more acid without them knowing because they're going to be you know, calling you or texting you wondering what this charge is. And as long as they understand, I've really never had a customer with any pushback with me leaving a bucket of Cal Hypo, charging him for the extra chemicals because they kind of know their pool's a heavy use pool or heavy chemical pool. If they tried to maintain it in the past, that's one thing that they've run into. Now, the last thing that could be causing the pool to be a heavy use pool with muriatic acid and with chlorine is a leak of some kind at the pool. There are some telltale signs that the water is leaking. Of course, you're going to be having the cyanuric acid level dropping in that pool. You're also going to see the chlorine level drop rapidly along with the pH rising in that pool. And a leak can be detected in a couple of ways. You can do a bucket test where you put a bucket on the first step and you put a piece of duct tape or electrical tape marking the line where the water is at and the pool. Then you'll mark the inside. You're going to fill the inside up with water. I like to put a rock in there also so it doesn't tip over. Then you're going to turn off the autofill. And then within a few days, you're going to check that bucket. So the water inside the bucket should evaporate at the same rate that the pool water is evaporating. So if you see that the pool water is much lower than the water in the bucket, chances are there's a leak of some kind. Sometimes the leak is very obvious where there's like, you know, it's six inches of water below the pool skimmer. Then you definitely have a leak. Other times the leak is not quite as obvious. If there's an autofill, turn that off so you can isolate that leak. But that's also another problem. And you have to refer that out to a leak detecting company, which is not cheap, by the way, for the customer. But if there is a leak, you're going to be going through a lot of chemicals. And then last, the filter also is a factor when it comes to chemical usage. If the filter is not clean or cleaned on a regular basis, then you may be using a lot more chlorine in that pool because the pool is not being filtered effectively. So check the filter elements, check to make sure that the filter is clean, and you want to make sure that you have, you're cleaning the filter regularly yourself so that you can maintain good water chemistry in that pool and the chlorine will stay in there. And with that, the runtime of the pool is also another factor. If the pool's running two hours a day in the summer, it's not going to circulate. You're going to have all kinds of water water quality issues, and you're going to have a lot of chemical usage. Those are kind of obvious things that you can see, but I thought I would mention those because even the obvious sometimes you may not be looking at. But a leak, a dirty filter, and not running the pool long enough also can contribute to the fact that the pool is a heavy chemical user. If you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. Click on the podcast icon on the banner, and that'll take you to a drop-down menu of over 1,200 podcasts that I've recorded. And if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. 
Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using Pool Service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.